What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Smart Talk, and today I'll be going over my Week 17 predictions for the NFL season. Uh, the first game I'll get into is Miami at Buffalo, and I got Buffalo winning 31 to 24. I like Buffalo in this one uh, because the way they've been playing over the last month, especially their defense. Their defense is looking like that top 10 defense that it was a couple of years ago. And then you add in Josh Allen playing at an elite level this year. And also, if you put in, Buffalo has something to play for. They're playing for that two seed, which which would give them home field advantage until the AFC Championship. And if somehow Kansas City gets upset in the playoffs, it gives uh, the Bills home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So that two seed's very important. Uh, for the Bills, especially to have a home, especially to be in Buffalo for the playoffs, and if they lose this game and Pittsburgh wins it, Pittsburgh is uh, Pittsburgh would get that two seed. So this game is very important for uh, Buffalo to go out and win this game, and I think they're going to go out and win it, especially against the Miami team who has been struggling on the offensive end as well and I think one thing Miami can do to try to get this offense moving is run the football Buffalo has one of the worst run defenses in the league and if Miami can get that run game going it will make it that much easier for uh their offense to get going and for them to get to a, to get going on offense because uh Fitzpatrick is out for the game because he tested positive for COVID so if Miami can get that run game going and build uh, and play their uh, pass game off their run game and get Tua going with some uh, play action passes, some rollouts. This Miami uh, offense can put up some points, and we've seen that before uh, against the Chiefs, against a couple of these other teams, where they can put up points at times. They're just very inconsistent at doing it. And they're going to have to put up points against Buffalo in this game against the way Josh Allen's been playing. So... I like Buffalo in this game. I think Buffalo's the better overall team. They still have something to play for. And they're not going to be sitting any starters that I know of at the moment. And I just I just don't like my, the way Miami's offense has been producing lately with Tua as a starter. So I'm going with Buffalo to win and clinch that 2C. Uh, 31-24. to So the next game I'll get into is Baltimore at Cincinnati. I got Baltimore winning 34 to 16. Uh, Cincinnati is tied for this third, or tied for the. Uh, I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Cincinnati is uh, tied for the third worst run defense in the league. Uh, last time they played Baltimore, Baltimore averaged 6.1 yards on the ground, but they only had 24 carries uh, compared to 37 passes, which is not a typical Baltimore offense under uh, Lamar Jackson. So look for Baltimore to run the ball actually more in this game, around probably 30 carries, and really chew clock in this game so they don't get any players injured for the playoffs. But don't be surprised if Cincinnati does come out uh, and want to play spoiler for Baltimore. We've seen them do it in the past with the uh, Andy Dalton uh, touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd. Uh, A couple years ago was in 2017. So uh, Cincinnati will play ball. They will try to play spoiler to Baltimore, but I just think Baltimore matches up well against them, especially with Baltimore's run-heavy ap- uh, approach, and Cincinnati's very poor run defense, and 
the reason Cincinnati did upset Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago was they started uh, 20 of uh, tw- the 27 points Cincinnati scored against Pittsburgh. They started in uh, Pittsburgh territory, and I don't see Baltimore really turning the ball over that much in this game, especially if they're going to be running the football a lot. So that's why I got Baltimore winning this one. They're just a better team. Baltimore has something to play for, and their offense has been looking a lot better here lately. So I got Baltimore winning 34-16. to So the next game will be Pittsburgh at Cleveland. And I got Cleveland winning this one, 27-24. Uh, this game will literally make or break Baker Mayfield as a franchise quarterback in the NFL and for the Browns. Uh, last week, he didn't have any of his top four wide receivers. He was playing with uh, a lot of practice squad players because of uh, some like close contra- uh, contact tracing or something like that. And he was out his top four wide receivers. And he's going to have them back this week. Uh, and that's going to, uh, I think, uh, put Phil to that fire. Uh, for Baker Mayfield, who they got upset last week against the Jets. They should have won that game. Baker Mayfield uh, fumbled on a 4th and 1. They should have gotten back in that game. They should have sent it to overtime and probably won in overtime. But they didn't. Baker Mayfield fumbled, and they ended up losing the game. And I think Baker Mayfield is going to come out hot. He's going to come out poised, and he's going to uh, probably, want, I think, have one of his best games of his career in this game. And that also helps that Ben Roethlisberger will not be playing in this game. Uh, Mason Rudolph will start for Pittsburgh. And I like Cleveland to control, uh, really just control this game throughout. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Mason Rudolph. I don't think he's particularly a good quarterback. Uh, I don't think he's particularly a good backup quarterback either. As we've seen last year, uh, he really struggled to put up points. But I think Baltimore, Baltimore, I think Pittsburgh will be moving players in and out depending on the score of the Buffalo game. So I think Cleveland could just literally walk into the playoffs with a win here against some Pittsburgh backups. And Pittsburgh seems way too comfortable with a three seed right now. And what it looks like at the moment is, say, if Miami does lose to Buffalo and Buffalo clinches that two seed, Pittsburgh gets the three seed. Um... Baltimore does beat Cincinnati, and then obviously Cleveland does beat Pittsburgh. Cleveland will have a rematch uh, against Pittsburgh in back-to-back weeks. Uh, And I just don't like that matchup for Pittsburgh, especially allowing them to win uh, Week 17 to get into the playoffs. We've seen the Bears do it uh, a couple years ago where they, instead of uh, allowing Minnesota to be in the playoffs, they took the win and wanted to face Philadelphia. And Philadelphia ended up beating them. So Pittsburgh's, I think, playing way too comfortable right now with a three seed. And I just don't like their chances, especially in going to Buffalo, if they do win their wild card matchup. I just don't like their mat, uh, their chances against Buffalo in Buffalo as well in a division around game. So I just I'm not too fond of what Pittsburgh's doing right now. I would play Ben, and if the, and if you do see the games getting out of hand in in uh, Buffalo with that Miami game, if Buffalo is destroying them, then sit then sit him throughout the game and sit, sit some of your starters so they're not injured uh, for next week's wild card matchup. 
But allowing Cleveland to be in the playoffs, and then that's most likely who you're going to get in that wild card matchup, I don't like it because you're giving Cleveland a lot of momentum going into that wild card game. And so I got Cleveland winning 27 to 24. So we'll move on to Minnesota at Detroit. Basically a pointless game, but still going to pick it. I got Minnesota winning 31 to 23. I like Minnesota in this one to control the game with Dalvin Cook. Last time they played Detroit, Dalvin Cook had 202 yards rushing, 9.4 yards of carry, and two touchdowns. So I really expect DC to have another game uh, in this game. In this game, my Dalvin Cook said DC. That's in my notes. Put his initials in there. Yes, yeah, so I expect Dalvin Cook to have another great game against Detroit, and also Kirk Cousins will. Uh, I think he will be able to uh, pull through in this game. I think he'll have another good game. Detroit's uh, passing defense isn't particularly good. Uh, it's one of the worst in the league. So I think Kirk Cousins, especially if Dalvin Cook, gets going. Kirk Cousins can manage the game well enough uh, for Minnesota to pull it out. Also, another reason I'm picking Minnesota, Matthew Stafford is questionable, and Kenny Galladay is out, two of uh, Detroit's best players, and I don't really expect them to play Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford's time in Detroit, I think, is over. And obviously, I think Kenny Galladay is over, too. He's a free agent this offseason. So there's a high possibility that Minnesota does win this game basically due to uh, Detroit not playing both of their starters because of injury. And that's why I like Minnesota in this one, 31-23. So we'll move on to the Jets at New England. And New England, uh, I, like them, I like them winning 20-13. to uh, New England's just a bear over a team. And I think Bill Belichick is just too prideful. To lose to a two, uh, to lose to a two-win uh, team, and I think Jared Stenham, who looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback this week, uh, from all the indications, uh, I think he'll have uh, a solid game. I think New England's going to have a run-first approach, which might actually play into the Jets' strengths, where the Jets have a really good run defense. But I think Jared Stenham's going to have a solid performance, especially if they do run the ball enough. Uh, the Jets will have to respect the run game, and Jared Stenham, uh, I think, can get some passes over the top against a very weak uh, Jets pass defense, and I think he's going to have a solid performance. Uh, for the Jets, I think Sam Darnold, he's going to have another really good game uh, against a really good secondary for New England, but uh, I just don't see them really pulling it out here. I think Bill Belichick's going to coach his butt off in this game so he doesn't lose to a two-win team. Whether or not that's going to be a smart move or not, because New England could possibly get a top-ten pick if they lose this game. But I think they're going to try to win it. Bill Belichick's is too prideful to lose to a two-win team. And I think New England's going to pull it out here 20-13. to <clears throat> And the next game, we got Dallas uh, at the Giants. And I got the Giants winning 24-22. to 22. Uh, I like the Giants in this one. I like their defense a lot in this game to get pressure on Andy Dalton throughout the game, especially up the middle with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. And I also really like uh, G- the Giants' run game against the Cowboys' uh, worst run defense in the league. Uh, 
uh, Cowboys have been getting shredded all year in the run department on defense, and and the way uh, Giants the Giants offense has been lately, they haven't been able to get going on the ground. Uh, another reason they haven't been able to get going is Jason Garrett. What well, he uh, t- he tested positive for COVID. He was out the last couple of weeks, and now this week he is back calling plays for the Giants. And also you have Dar- uh, Daniel Jones, who he said in the press conference that he's probably going to be more of a pocket passer this week because of his hamstring injury. So look for the Giants to run the football a lot in this game and run it uh, often and really protect Daniel Jones and his hamstring throughout the game. And I think that's going to benefit the Giants in this game, especially if they're able to chew clock, keep this high-powered offense of Dallas that can be at times off the field. And I think the Giants win this game. They probably should have beat them back when, uh, what was that, week three or week four when Dak Prescott got injured. Uh, They probably should have beat them in that game as well. And you don't have... An incredible pass, and Michael Gallup had an incredible catch down the sideline to put the, to put them in field goal range to end up winning them the game. Uh, the Giants, I think, have a really good shot winning this one. I think their defense is going to carry them to this victory, but I'm not going to count out Dallas at all. I think Dallas, the way they've been playing lately, uh, Andy Dalton's been playing really good as well, and they've had they've had some really good wins here. If I can. Uh, if I can get some of these up real quick. Uh, let me see if I can get to Dallas here real quick. If my computer is going to be fast enough. Alright, so yeah. So Dallas, the last couple of games, they've beaten... Uh, they they beaten uh, Cincinnati. They, they thoroughly dominated them. 30-17. to 17. They beat the 49ers. Uh, 41-33. to 49ers, a pretty tough team. Especially with how good their defense is. They were able to put up... 41 points on them. And then Philadelphia, they put up 37 points on their really good defense as well. And then also, uh, a couple weeks before the Cincinnati game, they did beat a red-hot Minnesota team, 31-28. to So, the Cowboys have some offense, and they can put up points at times. But I just really like this New York Giants defense, especially stepping up big in this game. And with Jason Garrett back as the play caller for the Giants in this game, uh, I really like the Giants to get the ball moving on offense, give their defense a rest at times, which it hasn't had a lot because the Giants were going a lot of three and outs in the last couple of games. So I like the Giants to be more fluid on offense and their defense to step up huge in this game. So I got the Giants winning 24-22. to so we'll move on to Atlanta at Tampa Bay, which it has some playoff implications. Uh, Tampa Bay did clinch a wild card spot, but if they do lose this game, it opens them up to drop into the sixth seed uh, and not having that top wild card spot uh, at the five seed. So they need to win this game to clinch that five seed. And I got Tampa Bay winning 31-17. to Uh I really like uh, Tampa Bay a lot in this game. I think Tampa Bay's pass rush is going to get to Matt Ryan throughout this game. And I think their Tampa Bay's run defense is going to really make Atlanta one-dimensional in this game and make them a very pass-heavy team. And if Tampa Bay does get up early in this game, uh, which I think they will, I think Tom Brady is going to bounce back 
uh, from the last time they played them, and get off to a very hot start. So they do get up early in the game, and if they get up early in this game, this game could be a blowout because Atlanta's going to be having the pass a lot. It's going to play into that great pass rush of, their, uh, of Tampa Bay's to get to Matt Ryan throughout the game, and it could be a blowout in this game, especially if uh, Tampa Bay does get up early and does get a couple touchdowns early or gets like a 10-point lead. This game could go haywire, haywire really quick for Atlanta if uh, if uh, Tampa Bay does get up early in this game. And I think Tampa Bay's going to get up early, and I think uh, Atlanta's going to get a couple garbage-time touchdowns at the end to make it, make it look a little bit closer. So I got Tampa Bay winning 31-17. to So the next game, another meaningless game, the Raiders at the Broncos, and this is really, I think, going to be a win here for the Raiders, 23-20, to and I think it's going to be a win for the Raiders fan base to get to 8-8, to to get to 500 on the year, after the type of year they started with, where they were, were what were they, they were, I want to say they were like 5-3, uh, and 6-3 and to uh, start the year. Let's see if I can get this up real quick. So yeah, they were. Let me see. That's two wins. That's two and two, three and two, three and three. They were six and three to start the year, and then they go to the Chiefs. They become six and four. They lose to the Falcons. They're six and five. Barely beat the Jets. They become uh, seven to five, and then they lose three straight. And now they're seven and eight, and they lost a. Uh, and they lost uh, their wild card spot, and they were eliminated from the playoffs last week. So it's not it's the Raiders. I think need to finish strong in this game. I think John Gruden really needs to finish strong. I think Derek Carr really needs to finish strong in this game as well. And I think they will. I think Derek Carr is going to have one of his better performances this week. I think uh, this Raiders offense is going to have one of their better performances this week because. The Raiders, a lot of people's jobs are hanging on the line here. If they don't finish at 500, they have another losing season. This could be jobs at stake, especially when they did start six and three, and there was a one and five in the last six games. So there's going to be a lot of uh, job security on the line in this game if they don't get the 500. And I like Derek Carr. That, like I said, to have a really good game. Denver's run defense is among the worst in the league. So I really like uh, the Raiders to run the ball a lot in this game. Look for uh, Josh Jacobs and I think Dev, uh, Devontae Booker to, I think that's the other running back, to have a really good game in this one. Uh, the Raiders, last time they played the Broncos, rushed it 41 times, had 203 yards, a average five yards a carry, and had four touchdowns. And I, I expect a, maybe not as many yards, but I expect a very similar output in the run game in this one. And really look for uh, this uh, Raiders team to have one of their best performances of the year. To get the 500, to finish off the year strong, and give them some momentum going into the offseason and going into next season that may propel them to probably a playoff berth, or hopefully a playoff berth, into next year. But... I'm going to say some positives about the Broncos here. I think Drew Locke could have one of his better performances as well. He's facing a very weak Raiders defense. And I think this game's going to be closer. 
uh, like this, like my score here, but I, I think the game's going to be closer uh, than what people think, but I think the uh, Raiders will be able to uh, pull this one out, get the 500, and win the game. So I got the Raiders winning 23-220. And the next game, we have Green Bay at Chicago. And I have to go with my team. I have to feel confident with my team. I rarely feel confident with my team. I usually tend to shy away from picking them. But I'm going to be bold this week. I'm going to go with Chicago, 34-28. to and most likely Green Bay will win this game. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna say that first and foremost. Just Chicago's my team. I rarely feel confident in them making the playoffs in my lifetime. Uh, actually, not, well, not my lifetime. Uh, they made the playoffs. I think five times in my lifetime. But since I've been watching them, they've only made the playoffs four, uh, three times. Uh, their Super Bowl run, the NFC Championship run with Jay Cutler, and then. Uh, the 2018 loss to Philadelphia. So that's the only three times like I really remember watching the Bears uh, in the postseason. So really, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing them in the postseason for the fourth time uh, that I've been really watching and uh, watching football in the NFL. But yeah, I have to go with my team, 34 to 28. Uh, I think this uh, Bears offense is going to look really good in this game. I think they're going to be very comfortable running the football. I think they had success running the football in the first game. They got down early in the game, which allowed uh, them to get, I think, get out of what they wanted to do, which was a lot of uh, bootlegs and rollouts with Trubisky and have him sit in the pocket. So if they're able to get the run game going and really set up the pass game through the run game, and get Trubisky outside the pocket, which I'll say this, Green Bay's been one of the best teams at keeping Trubisky inside the pocket and forcing him to be a pocket passer. So he could struggle throughout the game, especially with how Green Bay really plays him. He play, They play him really well. Uh, but I think Chicago is going to be able to get uh, going in the run game and be able to get Trubisky outside the pocket eventually throughout the game. Uh, and on... The Bears' defensive side, uh, David Barkatiari tore his ACL a couple days ago in practice, and this really hurts Green Bay here. Uh, he's one of the best left tackles in the league, and it really opens up this Bears' pass rush against Aaron Rodgers. And who knows what can happen, especially if this Bears' pass rush does get going and ends up being very effective against Green Bay. It could really give the uh, Bears' offense a couple more chances to put some points up on the board uh, that they didn't have last time. I think Green Bay only punted it once. So Chicago really couldn't make any mistakes in the last game. So their defense needs to have a better performance this game uh, to really slow down Aaron Rodgers and to really slow down this really elite Green Bay offense that's been absolutely phenomenal uh, throughout the season. And a lot of that goes to Aaron Rodgers. But I, th- I uh, in reality... Green Bay's probably going to win this game. I have to have faith with my team. And I have, I have to have faith that they're going to make the playoffs for the fourth time that, that I've been watching them. So I got Chicago winning 34-28 to to squeak into the playoffs. So we'll move on to the Chargers at the Chiefs. Another meaningless game. But I think a 
momentum uh, game for the Chargers going into the offseason. Uh, I know uh, the Chiefs are sitting Pat Mahomes uh, and most of their starters throughout the game. Uh, I got the Chargers winning 31-21. to uh, This will be a momentum game for the Chargers. You beat Kansas City, it doesn't matter who you beat. You beat Kansas City, that's going to give you momentum for uh, for next season. They almost beat them, what was it, week two, in Justin Herbert's first start. Almost beat them week two where they, uh, I think, lost in a game-winning field goal where uh, Harrison Bucker kicked it like uh, 40 times. Uh, from uh, like from 50, 60 yards uh, in that game because uh, they kept like, calling timeouts. They kept being penalties on that uh, game-winning field goal attempt. But the Chargers winning this game, I think, gives them a lot of momentum. And if they can get healthy, they could be a real threat to uh, Kansas City in the AFC West, especially with how good Justin Herbert has been. And I expect Justin Herbert to have a great performance in, in this game, especially against their backups. And I really think Kansas City uh, may not try to win this game, or they're going to try to win it, but I just don't think they have the uh, manpower to really do it, especially sending some of their starters, probably trying to prevent them from getting uh, COVID uh, and them having to sit out uh, their divisional round game as well. So there's going to be a lot of protection for these Kansas City players. And I think the Chargers are going to have a really good game and put up a lot of points and I think that's really just going to be it here. They're facing the Kansas City backups, and they should win this game, and it should be a momentum win going into the offseason for the Chargers. So we got the Chargers winning 31-21. to So the next game is Jacksonville at Indianapolis. And I don't see uh, Indianapolis really playing around with Jacksonville this time like they did in Week 1. And I think uh, Indianapolis is going to come out hot, they're going to come out heavy, and they're actually going to look to dominate Jacksonville in this game because if Indianapolis loses this game they are they will be eliminated from the playoffs and like that that they can't lose this game Jacksonville's only win the season came against Indianapolis week one and if Jacksonville wins again against them and ends their playoff hopes this it's that's a bad look for Indianapolis that's a bad look for the franchise as well so they're I think they're gonna look at uh, look to come out hot they're gonna look out to come heavy in this game, it's in Indianapolis, and I think a lot of that will be in the ground game. I think uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines are going to really uh, carry the rock in this game. They're not going to have Philip River make mistakes that are going to cost them in this game uh, at all. And I think the Colts are really going to go with a really ground-first approach and really play safe in this game and just try to dominate through the run game, through safe football, and through very well-coached football as well. But don't be surprised if Jacksonville makes this game closer than what it has to be, or the Colts keep them in the game longer for some reason. Because Jacksonville usually plays Indianapolis tough. Doesn't doesn't matter how bad or how good the team is. So look for Indianapolis to maybe edge out a win, but I think they'll end up dominating Jacksonville in this one. So I got Indianapolis winning 38-17. to So the next game... Will be Arizona at the Rams, and this one gets a little bit tricky when you're talking about uh, playoff implications and stuff. Um, so I had to get drinking my coffee there. Uh, this game is a little bit tricky going into uh, the uh, playoffs here because if the Rams win, 
they clinch in the clinchy spot for the Bears. If Arizona wins, it gets a little bit haywire. Because if Arizona wins, uh, it, I think it, cl- it clinches their spot in the... Uh, it doesn't clinch their spot in the playoffs. Because if Arizona wins and the Bears win... Er- uh, actually, yeah, it does. Yeah, If Arizona wins, it clinches their spot in the playoffs. Because uh, if the Bears do win uh, against Green Bay and Arizona beats the Rams, the Rams will be eliminated from the playoffs uh, due to a three-way tiebreaker. And uh, if uh, Chicago does lose to Green Bay and Arizona does win, the Rams and the Cardinals will make it to the playoffs. So this game has a lot of implications because if Arizona loses this game, they are done for. If they win, they're in. Just a win-and-you're-in scenario for both for both teams, and in and in Chicago's case, if the Rams do just end up winning this game, uh, the Bears will will uh, make the uh, playoff. Will will make the playoffs if the Rams do make it. They will clinch. But and I got the Rams winning twenty to sixteen. Uh, I really like the Rams defense to step up in this game. Aaron Donald. Uh, uh, I forgot. I'm blanking right here. Aaron Donald. Uh, to really step up in this game, and Jalen Ramsey, but I forgot, I forgot the, uh, I was like, I was trying to think who the uh, corner was, it was Jalen Ramsey, I forgot Jalen Ramsey there for a sec, but I really like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, to step up, uh, to step up in this game, huge in this game, uh, last time they played Arizona, they allowed 28 points, and this Rams defense is statistically, statistically the best defense in the league, so I think this is going to be a pride game for them, they're, uh, without, Jared Goff in this game. Uh, John Wolford will be making his first ever career start in a huge game for the Rams. And this will really be, the, uh, I think this will really show how great this Rams 20 or 2020 defense really is. Uh, they have to come out heavy. They're going to have to get pressure on Kyler Murray, keep him in the pocket and keep him a pocket passer throughout this game and force him to rush his mechanics a little bit. I said this last week in the recap. Uh, lately, Kyler Murray has been rushing his mechanics. That's where you're seeing a lot of these overthrows, a lot of these underthrows, because he's throwing off his back foot, and he's not really putting uh, he's not really having his mo- uh, mechanics in a good spot. Uh, to really put the ball in a good spot. So his mechanics have been really off uh, here lately uh, for Kyler Murray. And if the Rams can get pressure on him and really disrupt uh, disrupt him in the pocket, really speed up his mechanics even more than what they already are, Kyler Murray uh, is, I think, going to struggle throughout this game, uh, especially against his defense. And I think if the Rams, if they can just really slowed the game down, eat as much time as they can off the clock. I loved what they did last time against Arizona. They ran it 31 times. They only averaged 3.8 yards a carry uh, and only got 119 yards on the game. But they stuck with the run game. They were able to really uh, control the game throughout uh, throughout the game. I think uh, Jared Goff threw it like over 40 times, so they had over... Uh, I want to say they had over 70 plays, 75 plays in the game last time. And if they're just able to control this game, control the clock, make it very hard for Arizona to come back in this game, 
Because the Rams, I don't think the Rams want to have their fate really uh, set on whether or not Chicago beats Green Bay or not. I think they want to make their own fate. They want to win this game. They want to clinch this playoff. And like I said earlier, if somehow Tampa does lose to Arizona, or not Arizona, my bad. If Tampa does lose to Atlanta uh, early on Sunday and the Rams win, the Rams take that five seed. So this game is huge because... The Rams could possibly have the five seed uh, going into the playoffs, and they could be facing a the, whoever wins the NFC East. So uh, this is another like huge implication as well for this game, where it could send the Rams to Washington, Dallas, or New York to have a really easy wild card game. Uh, if it's probably against the Giants here, which I think it might, it possibly could be, but. I'll get into that Washington game here in a second, but this game is huge. This is probably the most important game of uh, Week 17 because there's so much riding on it in this game, especially for the Rams. Uh, so I really like the Rams to really clutch this one out and really their defense to really uh, show what they're made of in this game. Get pressure on Kyler Murray throughout, speed up his mechanics, and really run have a run heavy approach on the offensive end to uh, carry them to a victory. Arizona's run defense has been struggling as well lately, so this uh, Rams this Rams defense or this Rams team, I think is going to show they're a playoff team this week, even without Jared Goff. So I got the Rams winning twenty to sixteen and barely pulling it out against Arizona. So we'll go on to Seattle. At San Francisco, and I got Seattle barely pulling this one out, 24 to 17. Uh, I like Seattle's defense to really step up big in this game. Uh, over the past month, they've been playing really good. Even though their talent they've been playing hasn't been there on the offensive end, they've been playing some of the worst uh, offensive teams in the league. But I think they're going to carry the momentum into this game, and I think they're going to prove themselves. A lot of defensive stuff is effort. If you're giving a lot of effort on these plays, you're going to be uh, really fine, especially uh, within that front seven. And I think they're going to give a lot of effort in this game and to really, uh, really show, uh, really show up in this game. Because if Seattle uh, does win this game, it gives them a shot at the one seed. Because here's another confusing scenario for the uh, postseason that implica- uh, that has implications on seeding. Uh, if Seattle wins this game and Green Bay loses to the, if Green Bay and New Orleans lose this week, Seattle gets the one seed. So Seattle does have a chance to get the one seed and get that first round bye. So they're going to be playing to win that, to win this game and hopefully get that one seed. And for San Francisco, I think they're going to play. They're going to play uh, Seattle close. They want to play spoiler. They want to beat the division rival. They want to set them back in the postseason and force them to play a team like Arizona or the Rams going into the postseason. A Rams team that Seattle did struggle with the last two games they played them. Jared Groff had probably his worst performance of the year. or I know, He's had a lot of bad performances on the year, but Seattle uh, offense really struggled against that Rams defense uh, the first two games against them. And I don't think that Seattle really wants to play the Rams again in a uh, wild card matchup. So 
this uh, this San Francisco team could really play spoiler with how good their defense is. They're a top ten defense, but the one thing that has held them back, like I've said multiple times uh, over the year, is their pass rush, and that will be the key factor in this game. Can they get pressure on Russell Wilson, or will Seattle's offensive line take control of this game? And I think Seattle offensive line will do just fine. I think Russell Wilson will make the game or, make, or keep himself clean throughout the game. I think he'll do some razzle-dazzle stuff in the pocket, be able to make some people miss, and be able to really create offense with his legs and with his feet like we know, like we know him to do. And I really see Seattle really playing a very tough physical game in this one and barely pulling it out and really... Uh, really uh, overcoming a very tough San Francisco team that without all the injuries is probably the best team in the NFC. But I like Seattle to win this one and look to see if Seattle's really balanced in this game. That's That will determine how well they do play in the game. We've seen throughout the year a very balanced Seattle team is a really good team. A very unbalanced team is not a particularly a good team. So we'll see how Seattle, uh, if they're balanced or not, We'll see how uh, that will determine how well they play in this game, but uh, but I do like Seattle to win this one, 24 to 17. So we'll move on to New Orleans at Carolina, and I got uh, New Orleans winning 28 to 24, even without Alvin Kamara. Uh, I I expect the Saints to be throwing uh, throwing uh, the football. Uh, my bad, I said throwing. I meant running the football a lot with uh Latavis Murray in this game and really having Drew Brees and having Drew Brees do what they do uh what they did last week uh against who who they play like I'm losing my memory here. Uh for who they played last week for a second. I'm trying I'm still trying to think who they played last week. I'm completely lost it. Uh uh they played the Vikings last week. Yeah, Christmas Day the Vikings, yeah. So, they did a lot of, uh, last week, they did a lot of bootlegs, they did a lot of rollouts. They really protected Drew Brees in that football game. And a lot of it, I think, was to avoid him getting hit and getting injured again before the playoffs. And I expect him to do that again this week, especially against a Carolina team that's going to be missing uh, Christian McCaffrey again. Uh, Mike Davis this week, Russell Okun, and their best defensive player, Brian Burns. So... Really look for New Orleans to New Orleans to really just kind of like uh, really slow this game down, like uh, Baltimore against Cincinnati this week, where I think they're going to slow this game down. They have an easier matchup. Uh, New Orleans has already already clinched the playoffs, but but they are still fighting for a one seed uh, because if Green Bay loses and they win. Uh, and Seattle wins, they get the one seed. It's a weird, it's a weird scenario because uh, if Seattle loses that, uh, New Orleans doesn't get the uh, one seed, and uh, Green Bay will get the one seed. But if it ends up being a three-way tiebreaker between Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans, New Orleans will get the one seed. It's very confusing, but it, it that's how it works, I guess. But New Orleans uh, is playing for that one seed still, just like Seattle, just like Green Bay. So they're going to come out to try to win this game and to try to give them a week off, especially with Alvin Kamara testing positive for uh, for COVID. We don't know if that's a false positive 
or not. There's been a high rate of false positives, so we'll see if uh, it ends up being a false positive or not. But a bye week going into the playoffs could really help that. And if he is, if he does have COVID, it will allow him to be back for that playoff game because if he does have it, he won't be in there in the wild card. Alvin Kamara won't play in that wild card game, and that could be deadly for New Orleans in this offense. So, like they they have to, they have to play this game, they have to win this game, and I think they will. Uh, Carolina is down a lot of players, a lot of key players in this game, and New Orleans has something to play for. So I really expect New Orleans to. Uh, really clutch this game out and to grind this game out because I think Carolina is going to play them close. They played them to, uh, they played them close last game. Uh, Carolina has really played uh, a lot of tough teams close. You look at Green Bay. Uh, the Tampa games were very close until the uh, until the fourth quarter, and then Tampa really opened those games up. So I really expect Carolina to play New Orleans tough in this game and really give uh, New Orleans a fight in this one, but I expect uh, New Orleans to uh, really uh, tough it out and to overcome uh, Carolina. So I got New Orleans winning 28-24. to So the next game we'll go to is Tennessee at Houston, and this is a huge game for Tennessee because if all the wildcard teams or all the slated wildcard teams win, uh, like Miami wins, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland win, and then Indianapolis wins, and Tennessee loses, Tennessee's going to be out of the playoffs. Uh, also, another scenario where Tennessee's out of the playoffs is if Indianapolis wins, uh, Baltimore wins, and Miami wins. And if they're in a tiebreaker for that last spot with uh, Cleveland, they lose that tiebreaker because they lost to Cleveland earlier in the year. So this game is huge for Tennessee because they lost most likely – or not, uh, not most likely, it probably will effectively end their playoff hopes. So Tennessee has to win this game, and I think they will. Uh, I have Tennessee winning 35-28. to I like Houston to really keep this game close and to really uh, scare some of these Tennessee fans in this game because Houston has nothing to play for. They don't, they don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a second-round pick. They traded them away. In the Larry Tunsil trade, uh, or Bill O'Brien traded them away. In the Larry Tunsil trade, uh, they sent those picks to Miami. So Houston does not have anything to play for in this game. So they're going to try their best uh, to really uh, upset and play spoiler for Tennessee in this game. And I think they can do it. Last time, it took overtime for Tennessee to beat Houston. A lot of that had to do with... Tennessee's lack of pass rush. They're the worst pass rushing team in the league, and it really gave it really gave Deshaun Watson really time to throw in this game, and it really uh, opened up some uh, stuff for this Houston offense, uh, especially because uh, Tennessee's defense isn't particularly good when they're not when they're not creating turnovers, and they didn't really create turnovers in that first game against Houston. And I don't really expect them to do it in this game, especially with Sean Watson having a clean pocket, probably going to have a clean pro- uh, pocket throughout the game. And I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for Tennessee. It's going to make the game a lot closer than they want to. But one thing that the reason I do have Tennessee winning this game is because of Derrick Henry. If they didn't have Derrick Henry, uh, Tennessee would be nowhere near as good. I think they'd be around like an 8-8, eight eight, maybe 7-9 team. 
but they wouldn't be nowhere near as good if they didn't have Derrick Henry on their team. And last time Derrick Henry played uh, Houston, he picked up over 200 yards. So I think he possibly could have another 200-yard game. I think he's going to have another. I think he will ha- probably had to have another 200-yard game in this one to really carry Tennessee to a win because I think Houston's going to put up a lot of points in this game because Houston has a lot of pride. You know, J.J. Watt really talking crap about the team and media, uh, to the media, and really saying that they're not giving effort at all. They don't care about football. So Houston could come out hot, and they could come out heavy with a passion in this game, especially to play play spoiler against Tennessee. Uh, But like I said earlier, I like like Tennessee in this game. I think they're going to come out. Tennessee's going to come out hot on offense after being humiliated by Green Bay on Sunday night on primetime. And I think Tennessee, it's going to be enough for Tennessee to edge him out with a run-heavy approach with Derrick Henry. And maybe Derrick Henry gets to 2,000. He needs 223 yards to get to 2,000. It's probably likely at this point the way, uh, the rate he's been playing uh, Houston over the last couple of years. So I like Tennessee to win 35-28 to 28 in a tough matchup uh, in that game. So we're going to go to the last game, the Sunday night game. It's Washington at Philadelphia. And I like Washington to edge this one out and make it to the postseason uh, 17 to 14. Uh, I think Alex Smith will be back in this game, but if he's not, uh, Tyler, or was it his name? Tyler Hineke or Taylor Hineke uh, will, be, uh, will be the starter for Washington uh, in this game. And obviously they released. Uh, uh, what's his name? I forgot. I forgot his name. So uh, they released uh Dwayne Haskins uh, la- uh earlier this week. A lot of that had to do with his maturity level and him not being mature enough uh to be a starter in this league and be a top pick in this league. And he and I'm assuming he wore out his patience. Uh, or he wore out the patience of the Washington organization. Uh, to keep him uh to keep them to keep him on the team especially during a playoff push and so they released teams so, uh I think Tyler Tyler Hineke uh his name is, is his name uh I got I got to check that real quick uh yeah Taylor it's Taylor Hineke he will will be this will be the starter if Alex Smith can't play and I really liked how he played in the uh final moments against Carolina I thought they the offense moved very fluidly with him. Uh, you've seen uh, anybody seen the mic'd up with uh, Chase Young? He was talking about uh, how he really paid attention. He really watched film, and I think that was a couple shots at Dwayne Haskins, who didn't probably probably didn't really pay attention in film study, and that's why he didn't really perform well on the field. Uh, Taylor Hineke. Uh, obviously did. Chase Young was uh, really uh, excited to see him play and to see him out there. So Taylor Henneke could really give this Washington offense a boost if he plays. Obviously Alex Smith will as well. But this game is going to be close. Uh, Philadelphia has a great defense. They have a great pass rush. Washington doesn't have a particularly good offensive line. So that could be a very big problem, especially if... Uh, Philadelphia is able to get a lot of pressure on Taylor Henneke throughout the game. It could uh, 
they could end up playing spoiler to Washington and really giving uh, whoever wins that game against Dallas and Giants the chance to make it to the postseason. But I like Washington in this game. I think Washington's pass rush uh, is going to affect Jalen Hurts throughout this game. Uh, we know throughout the year Philadelphia's offensive line has been the worst in the league. And Washington's, I think Washington's pass rush, Washington's defense is going to carry them to a win in this game. And it's, I think they could get a couple touchdowns in this game to really make a difference here. They had the, uh, they had a, they had two touchdowns against the 49ers three weeks ago to carry them to a victory over the 49ers, 23 to 15. And don't, don't be surprised if that defense does the same thing again in this game. Because if, because if uh, Washington's offense can't go in, this defense will have to make plays. Will be forced to make plays to win this game. And this is going to be a tough physical matchup here. This will be this will be an exciting game throughout. And it's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be it's going to have Giants fans. It's going to have Cowboys fans. It's going to have Washington fans on the edge of their seat throughout this game. And really, it's going to be some nail biting. Uh, it's going to be a very no-biting game up to the end of this game. And I think Washington's going to pull it out, maybe with the game-winning field goal, uh, 17-14. And that will wrap up my Week 17 predictions. And thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to rate it five stars. Make sure to like it. Make sure to uh, comment if you have any criticism. I'm always open to criticism. And... To make it more enjoyable and make it uh, more fluid on the podcast. And make myself a better speaker as well and better communicator at getting my points across. So, yeah, make sure to comment with criticism. Uh, if you all have any, make sure to like it, uh, like it, rate it five stars, and share it. Uh, obviously, with anybody, if you enjoyed it that much, share it. And try to get this uh, podcast out and going if you enjoy it that much. So, thank you all again for listening. And I will hopefully be back, hopefully Tuesday. I might uh, uh, might try to get it out Monday, uh, especially since all the games are on Sunday. There's no more Monday Night Football. But if I can't get it out Monday, I, I will get it out uh, Tuesday morning, just like regular. Uh, always Tuesday morning, Tuesday uh, afternoon, around there. And we'll be, we'll be uh, headed to the postseason after this week. It's going to be some exciting football this week. Uh, there's a lot of playoff scenarios. There's a lot of uh, just uh, just a lot of really good football. I think it's going to be played this week. It's going to be exciting, and it's going to lead, I think, to an exciting postseason. So once again, just thank y'all for listening. Have a good and great football weekend, and enjoy y'all's weekends as well. Enjoy 20, uh, the start of 2021, and just have a better year than what you did last year. Because I think everybody wants a better year than last year. So, once again, just thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all most likely Tuesday. So, see you all later. Bye.